Hello, everyone. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the show. Only half of us are here today. So today you have the auntie and myself, Sassy V, and we will be talking about supporting your children's dream. So we'll start off with the auntie (laughs) and let her give us her input on it. Hello, everyone. Of course, this is me, the auntie, Anessa. Um, well, this can go a lot of ways when supporting your children's dreams. Um, I'm going to start off by saying, first of all, we have to be in tune right. with our children for as what they want to do and allowing them to put themselves in what they want to do. Sometimes us as parents, we try to live through our children, which mm-hmm. is kind of hard and aggravating for our kids mm-hmm. um and i say that in saying it all starts with lily start them out young i know some people saying that we'll take football for instance is too young four and five year olds are too young for kids you know for the little boys little girls playing football because of course you know the little girls love football as well yes. as boys so, but me, that gives them structure. That gives them discipline. And that only doesn't, it only doesn't help them for on the field. It helps them in a classroom. Right. You get these, you get a team as well as a family. Right. You make sure that uh, you are allowing them to, it's not just about sports. Involved in their education and letting them know what happens at school. If you don't act right at school, oh, I got you when you get on this field. Right. Let them know I need to see report cards. I need to see get get a support system for it's not just for that particular sport. Letting them know that, you know, we can do this as a family. Cause right. we still have many places that it takes a village. Right. Um again, some of us as parents will push our children into doing what we wanted to do when we were younger and wasn't able to let them, you know, and it's okay to introduce them to it, but let them be them, be themselves. If they want to play, uh, play the piano, if they want to be a cheerleader, some of my boys wants to be a cheerleader and believe it or not, there are scholarships in being a cheerleader, whether you're a male or female. Right. So don't just look at it as in, Ooh, no, he can't be no cheerleader. Yes. That'll take them, that's, that's less pressure off you. That'll take them through school. They might not even want to do it when they pass college or whatever. Just something to get them on the road of allowing them to be themselves, express themselves, you know. They might want to play tennis. My son, for instance, tall as he is, lang as he was, he wanted to play tennis. Of course, like I told like I told my uh, my girls, we were talking, of course, you know it was the girl involved, but anyway, he wanted to play. And I allowed, okay, if that's what you want to do, go right ahead. Just because they weigh a certain weight or they're safe, they are a certain weight or they so they a certain height or whatever. Just because they think, don't fit the idea criteria of that right, sport. They, right. That, that criteria of that sport, you don't label that based off of as uh, the auntie said, how they look, their weight, their size, that doesn't matter. If they have a passion for that and they want to do that, we should support that as parents. And to piggyback a little bit off of the Little League, um, myself, 
I am a little league cheer coach. Um, so I'm not supposed to, I can't have a favorite. And I tell my girls this story all the time in regards to, I was doing this little league thing with my, when my daughter was coming up. Um, I don't show favoritism and that's one thing you cannot do. Um, you know, the rules apply to her just like they apply to the other kids, the other girls. Um, but another thing that I see is, and I've also had a personal experience with it, whether you know it or not, and contrary to what you believe, your child wants to see you at their game. They are looking for you at their game, their, that support, whether it be mom or whether it be dad. And truth be told, <coughs> ooh, excuse me, truth be told, you know, of course, boys are going to look for mom, but they also want to see dad. But they look up in the stands and they see mom. That's a totally different feeling. And like I said, that's a personal thing for me because I have two boys. Um, and, you know, my son was so excited. He talked me into going to this school. He wanted to go. He wanted to go. He wanted to go. So I eventually let him go. After I talked to the coach, I let him go. Well, that was to me, it seemed like the best year, you know, even though it was his senior year and I do hate that I waited that long, that to me seemed like to be his best year because he had won his first high school game and he was so excited. And the first thing he did after the game was he turned around and he saw me and he just yelled, Mama! So it's important as parents that we support our children in their dreams we support them in what they want to do we have to give them the pros and cons the ups and downs but don't take from them what they want to do based off of it didn't work for me i tried it and it didn't work for me okay you're not your child so just because it didn't work for you does not mean that it's going to work does not mean that it won't work for your child whether it's a male or female that doesn't mean anything so don't don't take your your child's hopes and don't take their dreams from them because you didn't try it or you thought about it and it didn't work for you don't don't be that parent be that parent that supports them in whatever they choose to do as long as they're not talking about going out there hurting anybody hurting themselves causing harm to anybody hey if you my son it's it, it it comes it goes full circle when you have to be it's personal my son i can't read music his dad can't read music but my son took a music class one year he was able to pick up a saxophone read the music and play it i was so proud of him because that's something that I'm not. I'm not musically inclined. So <laughs> I was I was very, very proud of him. Very proud of him because, hey, just because I can't do it, that didn't mean he couldn't, but that's what he wanted to do. I told him, hey, go for it. You might like it. And he did. So with that being said, <laughs> auntie, auntie, you have players. You know, you have grandsons that play. Right. What do you suggest? Like, you know, like I said, the they look for mom, but, you know, sometimes mom can't be there. What do, as a grandmother, what do you suggest? 
I mean, it's they. Of course, everybody knows me as Nana Mia, because uh, I have five grandkids, and the oldest three call me Nana, and the youngest two call me Mia. Don't ask me; I don't know. <laughs> we just gonna roll with it. We just gonna roll with it. But being a grandparent and uh, being there, and they know, they automatically knows that I'm gonna be there. And right. if I'm not there, I got to explain why. How come? Why I'm late? Why? I mean, I'm I'm gonna get the whole scenario. Right. <laughs> so I, and I know sometimes you have to work, and I know you know work involves, and I know other things, but don't be that parent that always come up with an excuse exactly of why you can't make it because right. being your child's support system gives them that extra right. If they can look up in the stands and say. There's my mom, there's my grandparents, there's my, even some aunts that plays a role. Whatever role right. you play right. in that child's life, be, try to make, you know, make the best of it. Because once they're older, you can't go back and get the, that experience back. That's why I try my best, no matter what. Whether it's my kids, my grandkids, I try my best to be there for them, um, I have one grandchild that, you know, sometimes that she doesn't spend as much time with us as she did when she was smaller. Right. And that's something that we're going to have to work on. But every chance we get, she's she's right there. That And and that's okay. We're we going to have, that's something we have to, you know, do better with. Because she likes dance. She likes, that's the, that's the grandchild that likes dance and gymnastics right. and blah, this and blah, that. So we're going to have to get in tune with that. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter. And if they don't go any further than, go any further than, you know, just that particular, that's okay. Because once they get older, they might find out, well, that's really not what I want to do. How about I'm interested in this and... Lord forbid, when they get to college, they're going to change their mind 110,000 <laughs> times. But in in the midst of it, give them your advice. Right. Let them use that advice. Don't, like, talk them out of it unless it's something that you know personally. Uh-uh, we're not going to do it. If it's something harmful, you know it's not going to be that what they ex- expect from them to do. Just let them know. I- I'm not trying to talk you out of it. Right. This is my opinion. Right. And let them know. Just put what my opinion is my opinion. You came to me, I'm going to give it to you. Right. But then at the same time, even if they still consider doing what whatever it is they're doing, still let them know. I'm still going to be here for you. I'm still going to support you. But allow them to make that choice of that, that decision and allow them to get that, you know, make that decision on what it is. And make sure that you are in tune with what they're right. doing. Because sometimes they do stuff knowing where you was going to say, no, you don't know what I was going to say. Right. Keep that open. Keep that line of communication open. Absolutely. So they have that 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 room of saying, ooh. And I tell my daughter, I just told my daughter, my oldest daughter, this just the other day. If you going to second guess it or you know I'm not going to like it, I bet you're not supposed to be doing it. Right. Or I bet you ain't supposed to be saying it. Right. If you know that I'm going to fuss, uh, so what did you do it for? Right. If you got to second guess something or if you know, well, my mom ain't going to like this, uh, you might want to think about that twice and let them know. If, I'm, if you know I'm going to do something, come talk to me about it. 
Right. And we maybe we can come to an agreement or if it's not mom, it's dad or grandmother or grandfather, uncle, cousin, best friend even. Because sometimes that true best friend say, you might want to go talk to your mama or you might want to talk to your dad right. or, or something. You know, but allow that open communication a line of open communication so they will you will know what's going on with them and it's just not with their dreams or that's just period life life itself that that is that is very very important uh open lines of communication um because i i have three kids but i have two boys and um i was talking to the oldest and that was something that he brought up is that I make it easy for them to talk to. Right. And I believe in my house, I'm going to listen to what you have to say. But as Auntie said, I'm also going to give you my opinion. And I know that opinion is all in the delivery as well. You have to be very, very careful of your voice tone, your body language, because that in itself can be something that they feel okay this was a this was a mistake i shouldn't have came and talked to mom i shouldn't have came and talked to dad Mm -hmm. because you know now they're thinking that you're already about to talk them out of doing something that they want to do but if we don't allow our kids to make their own choices at a certain age and we don't allow I actually make their own choices at really any age, but we just have to monitor the choices that they're trying to make. make. Right, right. And we have to let them find themselves. They cannot live for us. They cannot, we cannot live through our children. If we don't allow them to find their own, find their self, find their own uh, knack for whatever it is that they have, we are setting them up for failure. Right. Because they're always going to look at, okay, well, I always go talk to mom or I always go talk to dad. Let me see what they think. Uh Uh-uh. This is something that you have to do on your own. This is something you have to figure out on your own. And if mom or dad is there telling you what to do, then you're never, they're never going to find their way. So... As Auntie said, keep that line open. It is so much easier. You will know more about what's going on with your kids when they know they can come and talk to you. If they know they can come and talk to you, the easier it is for them to do it. The easier it is for y'all to have that line of communication. Right. Because that is very, very, very important in this day and age. Right. I've always had that communication open with, with my kids and I wouldn't have it any other way. Any other way. Because they're going to get themselves in situations. And the thing that I always tell them is, yeah, you have friends, but you need to know the difference between associates and friends. Because your real friend wouldn't let you do that in the first place. And then whatever it is that you do, your parents are going to be the ones nine times out of ten that have to help you get out of what your friend helped you get into. Yes. So if you go out with your friend, and if they go out with a friend and they do something... And my thing is, you and your friends go out, you do something, and they going to tell on you, you going to tell on them, or you might be trying to be quiet, and they in there blaming everything on you. You sitting in jail, they go home, and you trying to figure out what's going on. Right. This is a time for you, you're going to have to pick that phone up and call mom or dad. So you as a parent, we're going to be upset now. We're going to be upset because we getting this phone call from a jail. But 
at that time, that is not the time for you to say, I told you so. Mm-hmm. And what did I tell you? And why did your delivery? It all goes back to your delivery. You can have a conversation without being so angry and so upset. You just have to talk. You have to remain calm because they already know they in trouble. They already know they messed up. And trust and believe, they may not act like it, but everything we say to our kids is always in the back of their mind. Right. It's always there. I got uh, young adults that I worked with and taught years ago. And they still, I see them today and they still say, all I can hear you saying, (laughs) mama, if you don't get your hand part, it's something. They they always come up. They they always, no matter what. And I got kids, they holler, hey, mama. And I be sitting there looking at them like, hey, baby. Now, in my mind, I'm saying, I know this voice. I know this face. Right. But uh, <laughs> please don't ask me what your name is. Right. <laughs> I got so many. If I, look, if I can claim all these kids I got, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and the and the piggyback on uh, Sassy, what Sassy V just said about uh, delivery, allowing our kids to express themselves and letting them know it's your tone, you know, letting them know that you are there right. and your delivery and how you talking and how, you know, cause my voice does carry. And my son did tell me a while a years ago. That's why he didn't, he was being, I think he was now that I think about it, I think he was being a little bit just mad because I, he didn't, I didn't say what he wanted him to say. But then he was like, this won't ever tell you nothing because you always fussing. Yeah, I'm going to fuss. I don't care. That's what I do. That's anybody what do. That I know, Anybody <laughs> that I know, they go at work. And they be like, let me do such, such thing because you know, you know now I'm going to come in here fussing. You know, yeah, I'm going to fuss regardless. I don't care. That's me. I'm going to fuss. It, it doesn't matter. But the idea that you came to me and allowed and you trusted me enough. And I had to tell him because at first I kind of felt bad. But then I thought about it. Boy, I would knock you down to your knees because you just did that because. What I tell you about my nephews now? They're going to be walking around here needless. <laughs> Especially that one. And it doesn't, you know, and I thought about it. And I was like, it was just the fact that, yeah, I'm going to fuss. But then at the same time, what did I do? Even after I fussed. Right. I, we went right ahead. And we right. did. We had to do. I don't care. Right. It's the sim- if I didn't fuss, I didn't care. If right. I didn't, if if I didn't say anything, I'm not gonna always tell you what you want to hear. Exactly. That comes to friends. Exactly. That comes to whoever that you take. Uh, that's a part of your life that you associate, spend most of your time with. Right. Don't tell me what I want to hear all the time. I can tell my own self what I want to hear. I ain't right. gotta come to you. Right. I can tell myself. Exactly. I can convince myself right. anything. <laughs> Peer pressure, me and peer pressure, peer pressure was never one of my things. I, when I did stuff and I got in trouble before, I did it because of me. Right. It was never because of because somebody else said this or somebody else did that. No. It was because something that I did, even if I know. And my youngest daughter, she, she was a lot like me. And she would always say, well, I knew I was going to get in trouble. I was already in trouble, so I just went and did it. <laughs> and, you know, I couldn't. I wanted to knock on the other side of yesterday, but... I just looked at him, but like that, I had the same mind frame. I know yeah. I'm gonna get in trouble, but I'm gonna do it anyway. And look, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it good. Right. So I'm gonna get in trouble, so go ahead. I'm already in trouble. It's past my curfew. I'm already right. in trouble, and I know I'm in I trouble. I've been so in twelve, I'm and I'm right. I've been home at twelve. I'm four to five minutes away from the house. Oh wait, I might enjoy myself now. Right. But then allow them to be kids. Allow them to be right. children, teenagers. Exactly. 
just don't allow them to get so far away to where we there are too far for us to touch them. I'm you right. know because you know how they say the Lord let you get just about in here. Say if you don't get on back over get here, get back over here. Cause ain't ain't nobody told you to go way over right. there. You know he gonna nudge you. Something gonna happen in your right. life, or he gonna put something out there right. to where okay, I don't went too far now. Right. Let you me know. get myself together. Right. <laughs> Let me get this together because this is not where I'm supposed to be going. And allow them kids, allow them to make those mistakes. But uh-huh. at the same time, I'm gonna sit right there and look over that fence at you. Right. And then when you get tired of getting stuck with that barbed wire fence, you are gonna go around and go around and open this gate. And go through the fence, right? You still are trying to sneak. You still trying to sneak through this, through this. Instead of scratching yourself up through this barbed wire, no, right. you go down the street and open that gate. But that's all. That's all. And that's that's what adults we do the same thing. Same thing. If you still doing the same thing you did five years ago, come and on. it's still not working, come on, auntie. What the heck is you still come doing on, it for? Auntie. <laughs> it didn't work five years ago. What makes you think it's gonna work today? Right. And I had to realize a lot of that with them. With them, my life has changed within the last six, seven years, and a lot of that was the choices that I made, right. the people I hung around, right. the things that I did. It didn't work then. Hey, knucklehead, <laughs> as my daddy would say, knucklehead. Is anything in there? <laughs> knucklehead. Yeah. Come on. Our children is a reflection of us. Right. What they see. What, how, what what we do, what we say, how we do it, when we do it, when we say it. So don't don't do things that uh, that you know that you're gonna be this. Your kids gonna see that you know they're gonna go out and embarrass you. With, oh well, my mom and daddy did that last night. Right. Who told you? No, no. These kids, kids, children are like sponges. They absorb everything we everything. say. Thing. Everything we do, everything, we, even when we think they're not paying attention, oh, they see it. Oh my goodness! They see it, and oh, my goodness. it's you have to be very, very, very careful because, especially with little ones around, you think they're not paying attention because they over there on they on they iPad, they over there on their game, they they paying attention. They got their eyes on the game, but they got their ears on you. Mm-hmm. Their ears are listening to everything you say. They may not be looking at everything you do at that moment because they're on their game or on their iPad or on their tablets, but their ears are listening to everything we say as parents. So, I mean, but even with supporting your children, you can support them all day, every day. But we also have to remember that we have to continue that support because we are not their only influence. They go to school, they see things happening at school, you know, they want to be, they want to be like this child, not knowing what this child has going on in his or her home. We're not their only influence. So whatever, if you're providing the uh, support, please continue to support the dreams. And we know there are some parents that do support, uh, hands down, because I'm that way with mine, but we have some that won't support at all. And some kids who don't have support, they take that and it makes them stronger. They take that and they like, I don't want to be that way. I'm going to be this way. They take it and use it as motivation. But you have some who can't handle that. 
I didn't want to do this anymore because I my mom didn't support me. I didn't want to do this no more because my dad didn't support me. They don't love me because they don't support me. I try to do this and I try to do that and they don't support me. The only time I can get their attention is when I'm out here doing something wrong. That's not the only time you want to give your child attention. If you're going to, you have to make it even. If you're going to punish the child, reward the child. That is how you gain balance and that's how you get balance with your children that's how you will ensure that is a good way to ensure that you and your children or your child don't lose that communication that you all do have that is very very important that we that we as parents do that everything we say and do is not always right and i need i need some of us to stop thinking that yes Stop feeling like just because you are the parent, you can be disrespectful to your child. That is not how that works. Under no circumstances, just because you feed that child and you take care of that child, you you feel like you can be disrespectful. And then that child ain't doing that for you. So you being disrespectful to your child. So in turn, your child goes to school with the teacher. The teacher ain't paying their bills. The teacher ain't feeding them. (laughs) My mama mama disrespect me, so I'm going to disrespect this teacher. My daddy disrespect me, so I'm going to disrespect this teacher. It all goes hand in hand with the support. And with that being said, even when we have to go to these schools, okay, I said I wasn't going to touch on this, but I'm going to touch on it <laughs> because it needs to be said when we, have to, when we go to these schools. Go to the school, open mind, because we have to keep in mind what your child won't do in front of you, you don't know what they're going to do at the school. Right. right. Just because they not raising their voice at you. Don't mean they not Don't mean do they it. won't do it at school. Mm-hmm. But see, when they do it with you, you can put them in their place. That teacher cannot. So, we need to remember that support goes a long ways. You'll support their dreams. Support their goals. Support... Anything that they come to you with, you must support it. Give your two cents and support it. And don't, you're not always right. You're not. Let's just call it what it is. You're not always right. And don't sit up there like you are always right. Don't don't tell them a story. Don't give them a story where you made no mistakes. Because now you sitting there, you grasping for straws and you trying to support them with a lie. Mm-hmm. Don't support them with a lie. Support them with the truth. Mm-hmm. When I did this, this is how it went for me. But does that mean it's going to go that way for you? No, that is not what that means. I tried this. It didn't work out. I tried it this way. Maybe your child has a different way of going about it. Listen to it. Support it. Tell them to try it. Just because it didn't work for you does not mean it's gonna it's not gonna work for them. And that line, do as I say. Child. Not as I do. <laughs> no. No. Mm-mm. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh-uh. Don't Please do that. don't do that. Cause I've always I was always taught, uh, my dad used to say that, but he said that in a different meaner. He he and I took it and ran with it. Right. But when he said that, he said that as in negativity. Right. But my thing was, as I got older, 
I wasn't into the tattoos. I was into the period because I still couldn't figure out why I wanted somebody to be drawn on me with this ink. I, I wasn't with that. <laughs> so every time my friends or somebody went and got tattoos, I went and got a piercing. Well, as I got older and started having children, I can't tell my child to Absolutely. go out there and not do this and not do right. And I got a face full of piercing, right. a body full of piercings. No, that's not body how full of ink. So right. I started taking out. My first child, I only had two. And then I, I got in the, between my first one and my second one, which is five years, I had another one. You know, I got some more. But then by the time I got to that last one, it was like, okay, if some stuff had to be removed. Because I can't tell you, I don't drink. Anybody knows me, I don't drink. Right. I can't drink. I, I mean, give me my wine and I'm going to babysit that little glass. <laughs> The whole night I got wine still in the refrigerator and still in my boyfriend's refrigerator that he didn't bought nothing about and it's still sitting there. But my thing is don't go out and do something, then you go tell your child, you can't do what I do. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Even better. Right. So if you're gonna I don't drink, I don't smoke, you know, I don't have body piercings anymore. And I don't have, you know, and I don't have tattoos, but even, and they're going to do that. Even if we don't do them and we tell them, I'm not going to be a part of it. They're just like my son, my daughter got her first piercing, her, her first tattoo and piercing at 16. Well, the piercing I did because there was just something she wanted to do. And she came to me and she did it. And I was like, oh, piercing, yeah, you can get your nose pierced. Yeah. But the tattoo, uh-uh, no. Well, me, considering, well, you can't get down without me. Right. Well, guess what? Her brother, that's 18, done went and got her tattoo. too. <laughs> well, okay. I couldn't be mad. Cause, and I'm glad that she went. I was mad, but I couldn't be mad. Because right. she took the opportunity to go to her brother. Right. Instead of going out somewhere else. Right. And that's another thing that I liked about my kids. They worked within each other. Even though if it was right or wrong, right. they worked within each other. Right. So, you know, uh, with that being said, we're going to take our first break. And we will be right back. Hello, and we're back. Thank you for your patience. And we are discussing supporting your children's dreams. Um, Throughout the break, we were talking about, Auntie and I were talking about little different things. And the support not only applies to your child when they're in the home with you, it makes an impact when they're out of the home, when they feel like they're grown enough to move out. <laughs> but um, as Auntie said in a previous cast, what is grown? You know, so we still have to be there even when they're under their own roof. There's a limit. Okay, there is a limit. Let's make that clear. Limit to what? You know, the advice and what we expect for them to take um, away with them. Because once we reach adulthood, we feel like can't nobody tell us nothing. So, you know, to keep people, you feel like people all in your business. You feel like you're trying to tell me what to do. You feel like you're trying to tell me how to run. You know, they feel like we're trying to tell them how to run their, their house. But as I stated earlier, delivery is everything. So be careful in the way that, you know, you deliver the message even when they have moved uh, into their own homes and with their own families. And, you know, as a mother, <laughs> I see this a lot. I find myself 
doing this uh, sometimes, but again, it's all in the delivery. If you have a suggestion about something they should do with your grandchild, as we always do, um, you have a suggestion about how they should do things, as we always do, just make sure that when you tell them that you're not telling them what to do, you're merely just making a suggestion. You don't have to start it off with, I suggest. You can say something as simple like, well, as I stated before, if it was me, this is what I would do. But at the end of the day, it's their choice, it's their decision, and you cannot be upset because they don't go the way we feel like they should go. That's even with their relationships. Boys, uh, young women, young men, we as parents, we probably not, we can't stand the person that our child is with. But guess what? Hmm. You think that's going to make him or her leave that person alone because you don't like them? You think that's going to make them leave that person alone because you're steady, bad-mouthing them and talking bad about them? That's, that's just going to push them closer. So we just have to be there as that support and just let them know, hey, you're better than this. You You know... Your self-worth is more than what you are going through. That's something they're going to have to get tired of and come out of on their own. But they know that if they can come to a non-judgment zone, which is mom for the most part, and sometimes it's dad. You know, sometimes it is dad. I don't want to make this seem like that it's all about mom. Because you do have some dads out there who support their sons and their daughters better than some moms. I mean, I'm just going to put that out there. You know, it's it's easier in some instances, it's easier for girls to go and talk to dad. You know, so there are some dads out there, and this is not to take anything away from our men. Trust me, I'm not. Uh, no matter your your background, your ethnic background, it does not matter your nationality. It doesn't matter. There are some men out there who are great, great fathers. And I have one of my own. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they they play a big part in that, too. So, you know, whenever your child, regardless of the fact what it is, it can, like I said, it can be about their dreams, life. It can be a situation that they're going through. Support your child, bottom line. Be there as that shoulder. Don't be there as that judge. And don't try to live your life through your child. Please. Don't do that. Don't Um, do that. And that goes back from when, piggyback from what we were saying earlier um, before the break. Um, Let them bump their head, please. Let them fall. Scrape their knee. Fall out, (laughs) pass out. As long as you're there to recover them. Right. You know, let them know, okay, I'm going to let you do this. And it's hard for us, especially single parents, which is rather even if it's mom or dad. Right. It's hard when it's a single parent because... We've been there since day one, and right. you want to just take them and just sit right here, you know. Um, don't do this. Don't do that. We see it, and the more we put it on them, the more they're going to rebel against us. Yep. And that's being a child and an adult. Yep. I think it's more child-wise than adult because I think at their adult age, they done rebelled enough to where, uh, I think mama was right. And then I have that one, my oldest, she still come back. And I tell her, and she's still going to do it and be like, well, mama, you said, well, when you get tired of saying mama, you said, <laughs> and there you go. Cause I was like, I was like that at a certain point because I'm the youngest out of 10 kids. And 
I was at home for myself by myself for like six years. Uh, well, I'm the youngest girl. Uh, I was like that, at, like I said, at home by myself. You know, my sister, my my sisters and brothers came back, free, you know, oftenly. But I did stuff just because <laughs> I was bored. Well, mama ain't going to do this. If she snore on that third time, she sleep. So now I'm going to go do this. Well, that third time ran out because that snore woke her up. So, always, and, I, and, and I'm, I'm not criticizing anybody of how your, your upbringing or your, how you're raising your child. We're, by all means, we're not doing that. Right. Because there's no, there's no manual. No. There's no nothing. Right. You know, everybody got books out there or how they, how they think you should raise right. your child. No one knows your household like you do. Right. And every child is different. Every child is so different. I don't care if you got so eight different. kids. All every, eight of your kids will have a different personality. Oh, my mama used to say, and I thought my mama was so crazy. <laughs> At that time, she would say, I got eight kids and I got, I got eight kids and I got eight different personalities. And I'm looking at her like, and I'm like seven, eight years old. And I'm looking at my mom like, well. Is you talking about, you know. But then as I got older, had my own kids, I got three kids and I got three different personalities. And it's so funny because my two girls were both born in July and they both cancers. Two different cancers. Two different cancers. (laughs) Two. Lord knows. My niece and my daughter's just alike. My oldest daughter's just alike. But my youngest daughter was totally different. Then them two, they have an attitude past beyond attitude. Her attitude came along with things happening to her. Right. They they have they have to have no reason to have attitude. You can talk to you can talk to them two right now, and go outside and come back. They got a whole attitude. Then had a whole conversation. <laughs> let them talk. You can go outside and come right back, and they got a whole. What's wrong with you? Nothing. Well, you see right on there with your nothing. So just I mean, just because you have. So many kids doesn't mean you treat them all the same way because you're going to get different results from each child. You can each do the same one. thing with all three or four or five of them kids, and you're going to get a different result from all four, five, six, eight of them kids. Right. So just, I mean, like I say, don't make it seem like we bashing anyone about how they raising their kids or anything. No, because we learning. We still learning. Right. And our kids are adults and we right. still learn. Sometimes we still sit around and talk about what our kids be doing and we are made <laughs> trying to figure out well, where did they get, how did they get to that point in their life. Right. Whether it's good or bad. Right. Because once, and I have to tell my mom, you did what you did. Once we got adulthood, you're not, right. responsible, not responsible for the decisions and the absolutely the choices they make. Once yep. they get that twenty one and up, I don't care if they in the house with you or not. Once they get to a point of twenty one and up, I don't even say eighteen because me eighteen is not grown to me. No, it's and not. I used to tell my kids that all the time. I don't care about you being eighteen. Right. Doesn't mean that just that allows you to go to the liquor store and get you some cigarette, and then you can't even get cigarette. <laughs> I don't care nothing about you being 18. It's by, the gra- it's by the grace of God, God that you, you made, made it to 18. 18. <laughs> there you go. I don't care about you being 18. And I used to tell my kid, and I still tell them, I don't care about you being. My, my daughter always holler, I'm 31. And what they mean? You're 31 in age. That's how you, you can still 31. get slapped down and not make it to 32. Girl. <laughs> But, a lot, but let them know as adults, I am here. Right. But I'm your last option. Exactly. Don't come to me 
Because every time you fall down, that I'm supposed to be, no, I'm just going to stand up. Girl, get up. Boy, get up. It's like I'm not obligated to pick you up. Right. You're not. You're no you, longer my obligation. You're still a priority to me. You're my child. I'm going to always love you, but you're not my obligation anymore. You wanted this life, this type of life for yourself. You have to figure it out. I have family members and friends that would tell me, those are your grandkids. Those are not your children. Your children are grown. Right. I'm the type of grandmother. And my mom was like this as well. My grandmama was like this as well. And I have friends and coworkers that's like this as well. The way society is now, I would rather keep my kids, my right. grandkids. Right. Because you never know who, what that household is doing over there. We could say from outside looking in, oh, they good people. <laughs> they good people that. to you. You can say that. You let your child... We, my, my kids didn't do a whole lot of sleeping over. Right. Now, they had to stay because we had different situations going on in our lives, in their lives, as they were growing up with our, you know. But when it came to, Mama, can I go? Nobody but my son. And I trusted her no matter what. Because when I say she was not going, she accustomed out one minute and sent him home, he'll call me. I'll be like... Where you at? I'm back old mama house. She just sent y'all home. Well, she said we can stay. What? <laughs> uh, I, she going to cuss them out, feed them, send them home, cuss them out, right. feed them. I didn't have no problem with her. Right. I, I knew what nothing going to happen to them right. over there. What happened right. to him over there. Right. When it came to them girls, my young, my oldest one, she wasn't going nowhere. I don't care. She wasn't staying in nobody's house after she got at a certain age. When she was younger, she did a whole lot of extra that she glad she made it to 31 because it was a whole lot of time that she almost didn't make it to the next, the next second. Not the minute, <laughs> but the second. She'll get oh, my, No. Because <laughs> that girl there, honey, she me time 25. Wow. But... That youngest one, she had that one person that she could, that was her best friend that she, which is my grandson, her son's godmom, and, you know, I had no problem with them going over there. But you have to, don't just send them over there because you all about me time. Right. Parents, parents, my young parents, my beginning parents, you don't have me time when you have children. That's out. Your me, me time. Your me time became we time. My me time came... You can't even stay in the bathroom because they come in the bathroom. Oh, well, not bust, in, bust up in there in a minute. You can't even say when you sleep or they're going to come get in the bed. <laughs> you can't even say at work because they're going to call you at work. Right. When I work uh, at the hospital, they automatically, my crew automatically knew what time it was because the phone started ringing. Oh, this is Jay. This is my boyfriend. Oh, this is my little girl. This is my little homie right here. They already knew. Three. 2.30, 3 o'clock, the phone's ringing. They wouldn't call my cell phone because they knew we wanted to laugh. They called up. Even my supervisor be like, oh, my baby on the phone. Hold on, let me let me get her. <laughs> but allow them to in let them in, in invade your time. Because as much as possible. Invading their in your time means they are confident enough to come and talk to you about anything. Even as an adult. Mine, they still come to me. And I want that. But then I also had to tell them, oh, that's a little bit too much. I don't have to I don't have to know right. that part, baby. You right. grown there. I don't have to know that. <laughs> but allow them to even after they leave your house, even at at your house, because they go and they come back. 
even if it's for a hot second and you got most of those parents know once they leave, they cannot know my door is always open because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. I never want you to think you cannot come back. Right. You're not finna come make a nest, but you can come back. Right. So right. let them know as church, especially with things going on today, we hear about how people are losing. We are losing our young people, our young adults, our babies. Yeah. Every, every second of the day. Right. Ways to trafficking, gun violence. Right. Kidnapping. We are losing our children. We it's time for us to bring that village back. Right. Stop worrying about oh she can't she can't be hollering at my child. Oh no, you can't do this because you're not finna talk to my child, baby, baby. If you got that support system, you can be at work without stressing about what your child is doing because right. you already know. Oh, because I give my I give certain ones permission. Oh, you can they'll come to me. I one of the moms from my um, Saints family. To my, I was finna jack bowling ball up. Okay, I don't even want to know why because I have confidence in my Saints family. They're not gonna do anything they won't do to their own. Right. They're not gonna mistreat yours no more than they mistreat you. Right. I tell them all the time. Okay, what do you do? Right. And sometimes I don't even ask what he do because I know bowling ball. <laughs> Right. I know I know Christian. I know AJ. Right. I, I now if it came to Michaela, then I might have to ask her if you had to jack up, she she yeah. Cause she's she's quiet, she's well kept, she got attitude because she's definitely a mama's child. Right. But I it's just I want that village. I need that village because it's gonna be sometime that, that I'm not gonna be available to attend something and I can leave like if I have to work at night and we have practice. I have his aunt Sassy V, which is they auntie, they auntie Val, <laughs> they auntie Keisha, coaches that they are. I know I'm at work at peace, knowing that they okay, yeah. they gonna get home safely. That's what we need to bring back, parents. We need to bring back that village to where, and it'll take a lot of stress off of us. It will, but you have to have an open mind, but and you, you have to know who you have around your, your child. Right. You have to. I mean, piggybacking on the spending the night, the sleepovers or whatever. I let my kids do that. But before, before they went to that house, I went to that house. I sat down with the parents and I made it perfectly clear about the do's and don'ts and the wills and won'ts. And if, you know, by surveying what what was going on and how they talk to their kids and how they deal with their kids, I had no problem because... It was my son, my baby boy. He played football with these guys. They would come to my house. He would go to their house. And when they, when he was at their house, I never worried because their mom had the same type of rules and things that I had. Rules and expectations in her house that I had. So, you know, I hated it, but I loved it. <laughs> But because I knew where they were when they came over to my house. Mm-hmm. I knew they were not out in the streets. Mm-hmm. The only reason why I hated it because they left my refrigerator looking like a display model, but I knew where they were. Right. You know, I knew for, for sure, for sure, I was going to have to go to the grocery store when they left. Mm-hmm. But the mere fact that they were not out there in the streets terrorizing anybody, getting into any type of mis- mischief or whatever, they were at the house playing the video games, sitting on the phones with their 
girlfriends and their girlfriends just sit there nobody talking and everybody playing the game but they got these girls on the phone they don't want them to hang up so you know i would mess with them about that i would tease them about that and every time one of them came through my door mama sometimes i would get home and it'd be three four of them strolled all over the floor and i'm like oh okay hey how y'all doing hey mama that's all i would hear but to the mere fact that gave me peace to know that my kids and i called them you know my son and my bonus my bonus sons they're not out there in the streets. And right. this is what we need. Go to these other parents' houses that your kids want to go to. Have a conversation. Build that build that mm-hmm. relationship. Build that rapport. So, you know, because I tell them in a minute, your child come to my house, I don't do disrespect for kids. Mm-mm. I'm a jack. I, I will knock his teeth out, tell him to find them, put them in his pocket, and bring them back to you so you know y'all can go to the dentist and get that taken care of. And the only thing they would do is laugh because they knew deep down I wasn't going to do that to their kids, but they knew that their child at the same time was in good hands. Right. That, you know, okay, I know I don't have to worry about mine when he's here. And that's the way, as Auntie said, that's what we need to get back to. We need to get back to meeting the parents. Everybody, you know, all of this having an attitude and being upset and, you know... Just stop that. It's time out for that because our kids are running amok out here. And as as Auntie stated earlier, this is not to criticize anybody or anything to that nature. But we need to grab a hold of our kids because if we don't, the streets and the law will. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I will. I refuse. If I whatever, I will do everything in my power for yours and for mine to grab a hold so the streets and the law won't get that chance because the streets and the law don't love them. They're not going to love them like mm-hmm. you love them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we need to come together as parents. And, you know, I wouldn't even say because some people say when they turn teenager, it's too late. It's not too late. It's not too late for the simple fact. Whether, whether you believe it or not, kids like structure. They love they it. They do. They love it. They like routine. They look. They. It makes them feel like okay. This person cares about me. This person loves me. This person. I mean, people will probably say I'm the meanest person in the world. But as I stated earlier, I'm a little league cheer coach. At one point, I had cheerleaders and football players all over my house that I had to get up at six thirty seven o'clock in the morning because we had to be at the football field by nine and i had to make sure every one of them got ate groomed themselves properly got dressed and we all had to load up and leave the house at the same time this was something that my parents have and still do trust me with and i i take that that's a privilege for me I, they trust me and I tell them all the time, I'm not going to do nothing to your child that I wouldn't do to my own. I'm not going to allow anything to happen to your child. In my, I will protect them at all costs as if they were my own because they're with me. So they're my responsibility. I need to be able to tell you, hey, uh, Jackie, you know, just throwing a name out there. Hey, Jackie, uh, you know. He failed. You know, he failed. They was outside playing and he tripped and failed like. You know, my son was at one of his friends' houses. She called me, and she was like, meet us at Children's. Uh, you know, they was playing outside or whatever. And how you run into a mailbox, I will never oh, know. But my son ran into a mailbox, and he had to have, uh, like, two or three, two stitches, I think, at the most, at the, you know, in, the, in his uh, eyebrow, right in his eyebrow. You know, but she called, but I knew... 
I wasn't worried about how that happened. I wasn't worried about him being mistreated, should I say. Not how it happened, but I wasn't worried about him being mistreated because I know she wouldn't do anything like that. And then probably a month or so later, it may have been longer, her son was at my house. They were outside playing football, and he come in the house screaming, crying, limping. I'm like, wait a minute. We ended up in the ER because he had messed his knee up or something. He had done something to his knee. And he was screaming, screaming. I was like, oh, Lord Jesus. I was like, okay, we finna get you to the hospital. I called his mom on the way. She met us there. You know, so we we need to get back to that. Have that type of rapport where you can call and say, girl, such and such. Or, uh, you know, call and say, hey, dad, such and such and such and such. Without being upset at that parent. Because right. accidents do happen. Now, I'm not saying this is, we're not saying this is the case all the time. Right. I mean, just sometimes you might have to say, hold on now. Right. Now, this, this, now, this is too far-fetched. Right. All we're saying is be in tune. Pay right. attention. Know your children. Know them as young adults, grown folks. Right. Because even being grown, the police might come tell you with such, 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 saying, who child? Right. Who, who did what? Right. And know when they telling a lie. <laughs> know no, when they telling, because being grown, honey, they'll lie to you and won't think nothing up. Boy, if you don't stop lying, I'm going to knock you all the way down to your ankles. Right. Right. Because mine, mine was at my oldest one. She, you, boy, she come to me and she be talking. I just be sitting there looking at her. <laughs> and she'll go on, give about, I give her 20 minutes talk. Mama, this what happened. I was waiting on you because that didn't even sound right. But if that's what you cocked up, I was going to let you run with it. But I knew she, it wasn't going to work along with her. Now that son of mine, oh my gosh, okay. That boy ain't like his daddy. Jesus, come on. And that youngest one, she thought she could. It didn't work. She tried it. It didn't work. But honey, know your children. Yeah. Know your, as, as them being children. Young adults and into the adulthood. And yeah. don't stop loving them no matter no and this is gonna be a what. different this is gonna be no a different topic. What. Yes. But I'm finna poke it a little poke bit. Poke it a little bit. A little bit. Just a little they bit. Their lifestyle is not your lifestyle, baby. Ooh, child, what you said. What you Just said. Just because they doing something you don't like or you don't approve Ooh, of. What you long said. as they don't bring it to your house. Huh. Baby, if that's what you want to do, do that huh. over there. Do but I'm still there. your mama. I'm still your grandmama. I'm still right. your auntie. Right. I'm still your cousin. Right. Whatever in the mix it is. Right. As an adult, they are those choices they make are not your choices. Not your choices. They're not going to do everything we want them to do. They're not going to be who we want them to be. Right. Right. So, with that being said, end it for me. <laughs> thank you for joining us we will be back with our sisters theory thank you and we're back thank you for joining us on our sunday edition of open talks with real sisters we will now have our Sister's Theory by the one and only me, Sassy V. Just because their path is not your path, support your child, your child or children in his or her dream because your support could determine whether they succeed or fail. You can also follow us on 
Facebook, Modern Day Rebuild Group, Modern Real Talk Radio, Station Head, Modern Real Talk Radio, Open Talks with Sisters, Anchor App, Open Talks with Real Sisters, Mama For Real, with Miss Priscilla, with Miss Priscilla, Fitness For You, and Meal Preps with Priscilla on Facebook. As well, you can also reach us on madhopeassociates.net, which you can contact us individually through our life coaches. We are life coaches on this app. We have our individual uh, emails that you can talk to either one of us at any time. Your Our conversation or our emails is just between you and that life coach. You can go and search the top head. Go to menu and select life coaches, and you can get either one of us, which is Kelly Rump, Professor K, um, Sassy V, which is Val Williams, The Quiet One, which is Lakeisha Smith, and of course, me, myself, the auntie, which is Anessa Davis, and also the nephew, which is the president, um, and that is Demarius Roberts. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good night.